Good morning and welcome to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. Uh, this morning I'll be sitting down with uh, the Chief of Police, uh, Blaine Clark, and two special guests after we return. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by Community County Services for local family-based mental health. Hi folks, are you having problems with your child at home? Is their behavior a problem? Are you at your wit's end? If so, call us for more information. Community County Services, we provide family-based mental health. Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. This morning, we're talking about a lot of things that are very important to our community. I'm sitting down with Chief Blaine Clark and two special guests. Uh, we'll talk to them shortly, and then you'll understand why I don't share their names. But, Chief, uh, as always, I want to thank you for making time uh, to come on Contact and have a conversation with us. Oh, you're more than welcome. I'm glad to be here this morning. I as you said, I think this is a very important topic and, and very good for the community at this point. Yeah, absolutely. I want to get your thoughts on a couple of things. But first, let's just say this. I know city council meetings are lively right now. Um, your comments came way at the end. I think right at the end. I think you were maybe yes. the last official to speak. And you gave a very important announcement. We're going to get to that. Um, but something else also happened at the city council meeting that was uh, very important. And I think, obviously, it's a reminder that uh, what you do and what your staff do for us, there is no such thing as a routine day. And that is that both Sandy supervisors and the Dubois City Council have come together in a bipartisan fashion to agree to rename the Sandy Bridge for First Class Trooper Brad Wilson. Can I get your reaction to that? I, I think it's fantastic. Brad, you know, as you know, laid his life on the line for, you know, everybody in the community. And unfortunately, he took a catastrophic injury, which, right. you know, left him paralyzed. You know, I, I grew up with Brad Wilson as kids hanging out with him and that, and it, it was sad to to hear the day that that something happened any a law enforcement officer not just brad but i think it's a step in the right direction for this community to rename that bridge in memory of his uh, sacrifice yeah quite the sacrifice and we thank uh, trooper wilson for his service to us uh, but it is a reminder that uh, none of your none of you or your folks or the people serving this commonwealth have a routine day so we thank Correct. you for your service for that as well thank you But then also at the end of that meeting, um, you announced that we have a new way of giving, I want to say, I want to call it a hotline. It's not exactly the phone hotline that we're talking about, Mm -hmm. but it is a way anonymously for people in our community to give a tip to the Dubois City Police about any drug activity. And I think it's only related to drugs. I would imagine some people might use it to tell you something else, but at least anonymously they can have a way to tell you if they see drug activity. Yeah, it's, uh, it's and I'll let these guys speak. I have two of my uh, agents from our drug task vice unit that, that are here and going to speak. Again, I'm going to withhold their names for right now because they do work a lot of undercover stuff, and I think it's important to leave that out. But just as important, you know, this is a phase two 
system for us to get the community involved. And you're right that we're probably going to get tips from stuff other than just drugs, and that's okay. We'll put it at the appropriate location. And uh, but yeah, the, I'm excited about this. And if if you don't mind, I'm going to turn it over to these guys because this is something that. This is their specialty. This is what they do. And I appreciate the job that they do because, again, they, they sacrifice a lot, even their home life coming in because they're on call pretty much 24-7. Yeah, absolutely. And you did say at that meeting, uh, the city council meeting, that you were probably to the surprise of some people that you were pleased with the way the fight against drugs locally are going. I, I, I'm very pleased. And, uh, you know, the proof's in the pudding. And, and these guys are doing a fantastic job. And it, the, the first step to understanding there's a problem is to recognize that there is a problem. And that's how you can fix the problem. I wish and hope that every community and every law enforcement agency will do the same. You know, you, you have to admit it. Yes, we got a problem. We're going to combat it. And that's what we're doing here with these guys. That is Great news to hear, and we thank them. We thank you both, gentlemen, for coming on as well. Yeah, thank you for having us. If, yeah, thank you. If we can just jump in here. So I guess we'll start with we, we need a way for the community to be able to engage with the Dubois Police anonymously to say, if you see something, tell us. Yeah, absolutely. I'll reiterate that uh, you know, if, if there's an emergency, they should contact 911. That's sure. the best way to do that. But, you know, if there's anything that someone wants to let us know, some piece of information that they otherwise, you know, um, we're a little hesitant, you know, we offer this mechanism, this, you know, drug tips at DuboisPA.gov to go ahead and send us an email to provide that information to us. Kind of our way to funnel that information and, you know, and, and take action on it. Yes. And can, so can you talk to us, uh, either of you, about like, Obviously, there's a need for it. Right? Sure. I think what Chief said is true. We don't necessarily like it. We wish Dubois were completely drug-free, but that's not a reality, and I don't think it'll ever be a complete reality, but we can take those steps to protect the community from drugs and obviously, hopefully, help those who have that drug problem so that we can move on from it for in their lives. But the reality is the drugs are here. Obviously, we need this. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, so, you know, years ago, when the chief first came here, we were in the middle of uh, a drug epidemic, you know, unique even to, to the Pennsylvania area. Um, unfortunately, Dubois hosted a very major drug dealer and um, a uh, very large-scale um, multi-state investigation occurred, uh, took years to do, and we assisted in every way that we could, but we were also pretty much sidelined watching this stuff happened as this larger picture unfolded of this international drug organization that was occurring, the head of which was was a local. And uh, we saw evidence of methamphetamines being sold at pennies on the dollar. In fact, um, my partner and I, you know, we've done investigations where we've we've seen messaging where people are, are bartering methamphetamine as, as a currency because there was just so much of it. You know, hey, I have this. Can I get some of this? Well, no, we have all that. So the chief came in at sort of a difficult time because it was it was rampant. Um, he identified that we absolutely need to take some sort of corrective action. And I think he's pretty clearly made it a point in his tenure as the chief that, you know, number one, we need a drug canine. Number two, we need a drug recognition expert. 
So we have an officer who spent many, many weeks during a very difficult course to gain a certification to be able to evaluate drugged driving, which is a very complicated problem. Um, and then that, you know, that sort of culminated in, well, we need some guys that are working drug cases and vice crimes full time. And that's where we were selected. And, you know, Chief has very much given us a free reign to do what we need to do to, uh, to try to combat the problem as best that we can. So we sort of came into the picture and evaluated some plans, how we want to do that. And, uh, you know, we came up with a couple of different phases and we started off with phase one, um, which, you know, my partner can speak to. And then now we're ready to start phase two, which, you know, you've given us the opportunity to present to the community here. Yeah, no, and we appreciate you both uh, sharing with us. So, sir, if you want to go back to kind of remind us of what phase one was, I assume that, uh, maybe not a good assumption, that may involve Ace joining the force as a canine ace. Was he part of phase one or was he before that? Absolutely. I would say, uh, you know, phase zero involved the dog kind of before our formation. You know, and just over a year ago, our drug and vice unit was minted, you know, uh, tasked with making an impact on the drugs and drug crime that were in the area. We came up with a, you know, a phased plan approach to this, and I think we've just turned that corner into phase two here. But to reiterate, back at phase one, really our initial response to drugs and target enforcement, we began compiling existing intelligence and creating new ways to target these crimes, zero in on that drug activity, and through those efforts, we made a handful of notable arrests. So that was really our, our first step there. Our second step here is about community partner and citizen engagement. And it's all about outreach at this point, you know. Our concerted effort to reach out and to listen to what our community members have to say regarding drug problems in our area. We have benefited from citizens, you know, always walking in and wanting to share drug tips and information with us. But we want to make that process easier and create that anonymous email, drugtips at DuboisPA.gov, to do that. Yeah, I think that is going to be uh, key. Something, uh, and maybe you gentlemen can speak to it, something Chief had mentioned at the city council meeting is <coughs> that it does seem that at nighttime, Dubois changes. I live downtown. I get to look out my window and I can see everything happening. And I'm probably a little nosy like that, like what's going on. And so I will see people that I've never seen before. And it seems odd to me because I think people don't realize because there aren't that many people downtown. There's a different community at nighttime. Yeah, and you know, that sort of identifies a real issue. Um, the the Dubois uh, the drug tips at DuboisPA.gov, you know it's not a call center it's not right. it's not going to be that emergency response that's right. why we have nine one one and nine one one systems great that gets an officer on scene immediately, um, but this fills in a gap where you know there's a lot of people that have a lot of information mm -hmm. you know um, drug tips at DuboisPA.gov would be perfect for hey things do change near my home in the evening hours. If you were to see somebody specifically, that would be like your 911 call or your non-emergency police number. Um, but drug tips at DuboisPA.gov is like, I have a lot of issues here. I'd like to see some response here. And then that's what we'll respond to. Um, so I think it's going to be a really great opportunity for people that they see what we can't see. Right. You know, even, even though we work in a plainclothes capacity, we don't know what the community members know. And some of our best cases come from community members reporting to us things and then we take it from there we apply our knowledge and our abilities to things that the community tells us sure it's going to be one of those situations if you see something say something absolutely. and don't be afraid to we're going to take it seriously and look into it absolutely 
Um, I would tend to agree. I think most people, obviously the police can't be everywhere. We, I think people see things that maybe raise their suspicions and that's a worthwhile call Absolutely. or, or uh, email anonymously. Yeah. If it's something at two in the morning and it goes on all the time, that's yeah. definitely something you guys are going to want to take a look absolutely. at. Yep, absolutely. So I know that it's not going to be monitored 24-7. Is it one of those instances where you just review the emails and then you decide what sure. needs to happen? Yeah. So the city's IT uh, employee, he's great at what he does. And right. he set it up so that it alerts all the people who are members of the drug and vice unit. So once that email is sent, we're all notified. You know, we don't work 24 hours a day, right. but we're at least aware and we'll respond immediately, let people know that we've heard them, you know. Um, sometimes stuff is going to be applicable to this particular jurisdiction. You know, Dubois is only three and a half square miles. Yeah. A lot of places hold a Dubois address. I did air quotes for radio listeners. <laughs> um, but it might actually be, you know, Santa Township's jurisdiction, Pennsylvania State Police. But we're also equipped. We have partners in the law enforcement and we're equipped to get those people that information. So... Anything people give us, we'll make sure it gets to the right place. Yeah, absolutely. If we can, can we take a look at like, I know obviously meth is a big, is or was a big deal. Yeah. Is that still what we're seeing on in these local communities? And I know fentanyl is becoming an issue. I know when we, even sure. when we started this radio show, there was a PSA on about it. Yeah. Obviously a yeah. concern across the nation. Yeah, so we... We, we have some frightening things happening in the drug community. Sure. Um, meth was horrendous. You know, like I said, it was pennies on the dollar. The market was flooded. And uh, a lot of people were heavily involved. Um, and then when that case came to a close and a lot of people went to jail, um, you know, heroin reemerged. That was always mm. the big one. Um, now there's been a change. And in fact, we don't even really see heroin anymore. We see heroin-like substances um, it's fentanyl and uh, fentanyl cut with something, fentanyl and heroin together. And then most recently, this new thing, xylazine. You know, xylazine was relatively unknown until not very long ago. Unfortunately, Philadelphia tends to be the, the tip of the spear with drug issues. And we see stuff coming from Philadelphia. So we are very much in the forefront of a new epidemic happening in the heroin community. And xylazine is a veterinary tranquilizer. Um, it's incredibly potent. And most frighteningly, it, it causes amputation. You know, it literally rots the body of the person consuming it. And we have seen it here in Dubois. We've seen it in some of our overdose death toxicologies. Mm. We've seen it in some of the seizures that we've made. So it's very present. It's here. Um, and predictably, there will be issues that come with it. You know, we will start to see injuries at the hospital that are a result of consumption of this stuff you know it's 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 terrible and it's so it's so present that people who are heroin users they're using it without knowing it you know we've conducted many interviews with people they don't know exactly what they're consuming they consume it like heroin and they're expecting a heroin like experience but they have no idea no idea what the content of that substance is right and it seems like well and then the worst case scenario, I would imagine, is fentanyl, which can kill you. People don't know that it's in their drug of choice. Right. Yeah. Um, but that is frightening. And I think it's frightening for our community. I think it's frightening for 
young people who may think it might be cool or something to go try something with your friends, sure. it's a reminder that you don't know what's in that and right. you don't know where it came from and yeah, you should I mean, probably not take it. We, we implore the people that as we're arresting them, you know, to stop using heroin. The heroin substances are what kill people. And I have responded to way too many overdose deaths. Way too many overdose deaths. And uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's too much for a small community like ours. Yeah, no, and that's understandable. And um, I, I want to kind of get into that if we can just a little bit. Like, um, what else are we potentially seeing on the street that catches your attention? Maybe not at that level, but something that you hope... I mean, I know you realize you want all drugs to be gone, but like, are there some other drugs that you look at that you say, yeah, this is on our list to make sure we... Really, those two are the prevalent ones, okay. to be honest. You know, in, uh, in anything substantive uh, that we find quantity-wise or, you know, uh, instances of you know, suspects that we deal with that we, you know, maybe had our eye on for a while, those typically uh, between methamphetamine and those heroin-like substances be the, uh, you know, the drug of choice among those people. Sure. And I'm going to put you on this, both of you on the spot for a minute, I guess. Um, if you could, or if you were the rules maker for a day, right? No legislation, no anything. What would your take be on, you know, we have people using drugs. What would you like to see happen to those folks who are on drugs, who do get themselves arrested? Not necessarily for trafficking drugs, because I would imagine that carries a heftier penalty but the people who do go to drug go to jail um yeah we'll bring in chief and get your thoughts chief they go to jail i think we get a lot of people out of jail really quick what would you like to see if you could do it well personally i'd like to see some rehabilitation with oversight yeah. i think there's so much out there there's money just being thrown to these rehabilitation centers but what i'm experiencing what i'm seeing even because i talk to a lot of these addicts yeah, we all do. We all talk to them. There's no oversight. You know, I can't use a phrase they always tell me, but a, a joke's in the word of it. Not saying that people don't get help. Not saying there are not great rehabilitations, but but it's almost like a evolving door with some of these people with, right. without any oversight. And I, I think if we get a little more stringent with that to where these people are rehabilitated, you know, you have to feel for these addicts. Absolutely. You really do, and I, I think we all do. And But if you're selling it, I'm just going to shoot straight. If you're selling it, I don't want you in this city. Right. I want you incarcerated and buried in a jail somewhere. Quit selling this stuff to these people because, you know, th then we get into the, you know, or the Narcan. It's a great thing, but it's an enabler too. We go on very little overdose now because everybody has Narcan. So we got to figure out a way to to combine that with the rehabilitation and everything. I, I I honestly believe that we all have the thought process that if you're a user, you you know you're an addict. We want to get you help. Sure. Absolutely. At the end of the day, here you know we're not targeting the the drug user. Right. right? It's that person that's going to distribute that substance that we're really after here. And you know, going back to your question. You strike right at the heart of, you know, a lot of policing in general where, like, how do we reduce, you know, uh, recidivism, like the reoffending of these people? And, you know, I think rehabilitation probably is that way forward. But there's, uh, you know, p 
people paid more that know more than me, uh, you know, are figuring those problems out. And you know, we're here just trying to solve these local issues. So it's a great question, but it's tough to answer. Yeah, I believe it is. I just think, obviously, what you guys do for our community and the police force, you see so many things. And some of it, quite frankly, has to be heartbreaking because I can't imagine you're watching families get destroyed. Children are affected by this. Overall, our whole community gets affected by this in such a unfortunate and tragic way that there are real prices to this. But then obviously we're throwing our resources at it to try to help and stop. Besides the hotline, and the which I think is great, and I'm going to keep asking you for that uh, email address, how else can the citizens of Dubois be helpful to you? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we already have really, really great, uh, really great relationship with our community stakeholders. Um, like I said earlier, a lot of our best cases come from people telling us things that see it in the community every single day. Um, it's just, it's, it's the kind of thing that, you know, if, if you think you should report it, you probably should. Um, a lot of people are apprehensive. They think, oh, well, this probably isn't enough, or I don't know exactly what I'm seeing here, but. Um, my partner and I, we we accept every piece of information. It's all helpful to put a bigger picture, you know, on the on the board. Um, and you know, we're going to be going out. We're going to be spreading the word about this this uh, tip line. Um, we're going to be getting some business cards, and we're going to be going out to these community members, handing them out, making sure people are aware. And uh, yeah, that's I mean, that's really it. All right, well, I'll tell you what, gentlemen, we're going to take a break, um, and then when we come back, we'll wrap it up with you. Contact on Connect FM is brought to you in part by Lifespan Family Services, located in the Dubois Mall for local adoption and foster care services. Each day in Pennsylvania, there's at least 15,000 children taken from their homes due to abuse or neglect. Foster parents provide homes to these needy children. Lifespan Family Services trains, supports, and compensates foster parents to address this problem. Call Lifespan Family Services today at 375-1314 or drop in at the Dubois Mall or at Lane Avenue in Punxsutawney. Lifespan Family Services, helping people help children every day. 375-1314. Welcome back to Contact on Connect FM. I'm your host, Michael Clement. We're having a great conversation this morning with undercover agents and Chief Blaine Clark about the drug issue and the important uh, hotline, email hotline that is going to be available. That will be an anonymous tip hotline. Um, I'll get the gentleman to say the, the address a few times. But, gentlemen, we have about three minutes left, and I just want to... I'm putting you on the spot, both of you, if you can take a minute, minute and a half to just tell us like what you think is most important uh, for the community. Kind of give us your thoughts around how uh, we're going to combat this together. So, you know, we've been really fortunate to be supported by the community. Yeah. Um, and that support has come from the very top to begin with, right? We had to be funded, we had to be staffed. So. City Council uh, recognized the problem. City Management recognized the problem. Um, Chief Clark has just been, you know, the flag bearer for this issue. He's really pushed that we get supported. And so the police department, you know, all of our peers, they've picked up the slack because it's, it's fewer guys that are working patrol shifts now because we're dedicated solely to this drug issue. So 
you know, we've been blessed with a lot of support to put us in the position that we're in to do what we're doing. So that's been the most important part for us, you know, and, and we can't stress enough that we're two officers that are just doing this stuff on the daily, but we're supported by many, many other people, the community, in fact, and that's what phase two is really all about. Yeah, and I think that's great news. I know he's a fan favorite. Can you give us an update? We're allowed to say his name. Uh, Canine Ace, uh, he, how's he doing? He's K- fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. He's fantastic. Such a good dog. Good, good to hear. And uh, sir, you were about to say something else if you want to wrap up for yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Mike. And that, that, that email address again is drugtips at duboispa.gov. You know, we're, we're pushing that hard right now to kind of funnel that community's worth of information. Again, I, I want to thank you know everyone that put us here and enabled us to be in this position. And like I, you know, th- through that great opportunity, we sat down and had a lot of time in front of a whiteboard with a deliberate planning process to t- take this thing on. And you know, it's a constantly evolving beast, and we you know uh, adapt and change to it. But I think that we have all the right people in the right places to uh, to make this thing successful. So. No, it certainly sounds like it, uh, gentlemen. Uh, want to thank you, obviously. All, I believe all policing is dangerous, but this is a very dangerous job for you as well. So we uh, truly appreciate your service to our community. We thank you for uh, being in this fight against something so serious and so dangerous to our community. But uh, I, like I'm an optimist, so I believe we're going to get through this like we do everything. It'll never be fully taken yeah. care of, but we can get it under control uh, with your efforts and the Dubois Police. So we thank Chief Clark and uh, his complete staff for everything you do for our community. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank Have you. a wonderful day.